Welcome, Welcome to Fightconomy. Here, Here we cover everything from finance, economy, and how it affects you. Please welcome your host, Kyle Talks. Welcome. Welcome back to Fightconomy, everyone. How's it going? We have a lot of good stuff to talk about today. And by a lot, I mean one thing. But there's a lot that goes into this. It's going to be good. Before we get the episode started, I want to say if you've ever been here before to my podcast or if this is your first time because this was sent to you by a friend, etc., Welcome to Phyconomy. So this is a separate series that I do on my podcast, Call Talks, where I talk about um, the business, fi- uh, the, I was going to say the business and Phyconomy, where I talk about business, um, finance, economy, what's going on around the world and how it affects regular people like you and me and how we can benefit or don't benefit from that information. This is just a sub-series I run, my main piece that we run on this podcast is called Kyle Talks that comes out every Wednesday or Thursday. Also, for some of you who listen, you know that I skipped this week. I was traveling this week and then I had a big, um, through my work, I had a client that we're working with a lot this week. So I made the conscious decision just to skip the weekly episodes because between traveling and trying to nail that down as you're working is just it wasn't a good fit. Nice little break to not talk like ramble, even though some of you guys like that. That's just why we skipped this week. So today we're talking about five economy and you already clicked on the title. Usually I give you guys five big things to talk about that happened this past week. We're just going to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Sounds super boring, but there's a lot of juicy stuff in there. And we're just going to completely focus on that today because there's so much to talk about, especially what this act means. What does it do? Does it really help inflation? Who gets hurt? Who gets benefited by this huge, huge act that we put together? So without further ado, let's jump right into it. The Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 was passed by Senate and signed by President Biden this past week, this past week on August 16th. The Senate recently passed an amended Inflation Reduction Act bill, which originally consisted of over $740 billion and didn't pass at that rate. And then the amended cost was upped to $780 billion and the vote was split 50-50, which led the vice president to break the vote and she passed it. So that's how it passed. $780 billion. No Republicans voted for it, only Democrats, and it came to like this yes or no thing, and uh, VP Harris passed it. What does this mean? The Inflation Reduction Act bill of 2022 aims to lower the cost of health insurance and prescription drugs and give tax rebates and credits for energy-efficient purchases. Now, that sounds that sounds good. Um Let's jump into what it means, good or bad. We're taking this from a neutral, right? That's how we look at everything. We don't politicize anything. We talk about money. We talk about money. We don't make it political. We talk about what's going on. So let's talk about what this bill means. Let's talk about what it does. And let's talk about how it's getting funded. So first and foremost, let's talk about how it's getting funded. Because originally the bill was for $740 billion to help do all those things that we just stated. Didn't get passed at all. So they upped it to $780 billion. Side note, this is the second largest bill that President Biden has signed into law. The first one was his Build Back Better program, which cost Americans and American taxpayers, businesses, $1.75 trillion. 
So this one is right up there at seven, 800. Let's just make it nice and even, um, the 800 billion. So we're only a couple billion off from really making this, you know, um, way more expensive than it needs to be. So where are we getting this money from? This money comes from a, an assortment of different taxes that American business owners and high tax paying individuals will pay. So let's break it down. One third of the $780 billion, which is roughly $222 billion, will come from the 15% minimum corporate tax that would only apply to companies who make over a billion dollars in profit, not revenue, in profit a year. What does that mean, Kyle? Can we make this super easy for us to understand? Yeah. So businesses like Target, Apple, they're going to pay a minimum a minimum of 15% in taxes. So let's say they make 2 billion in profit, not in sales, just in profit, so money they keep. There's there's 15% of that going to Uncle Sam. That is not really a big deal for lower business owners because only businesses that have 1 billion in profit minimum are going to get charged this tax. So small business owners, you have nothing to worry about. You're not going to get hit by this tax at all. You won't be affected by this. Only the huge companies with a billion dollars in profit. Um, how this will work, though, is there's a lot of fancy tax jargon and accounting stuff you can do to show that you make less money because you can reinvest money into the company that doesn't count and different things like that. So don't be surprised if mega corporations are doing some fancy tax work to avoid paying 15% taxes on money they've made. Side note also, as you know, I recently got a, I don't know, a startup job. I don't know if I want to say corporate because it's very startup. We're moving fast. I'm making more money than I was working at Target. That's for sure. But uh, California income tax is crazy. So I give up. I only take like out of my pay, like 76, 80% for the year, right? I can't, I hate it. No one likes it. If you've made any kind of money, like, like, you know, more money than retail worker ish, I would say, but even retail money, if you like, you're a manager, you're also getting paid more too. So if you're not an hourly worker and like, you've seen that, you know exactly what I'm talking about because they take a lot of your money out of your bank account that you've earned to go fund bills like this. And it's frustrating. So, you know, although I don't, I wouldn't say I sympathize with these big corporations, it just sucks because I know what it's like to get your money taken from you. Again, I don't have billions, but it does suck when money gets drained from you like that. So that's where 15% of that is coming from. Approximately $222 billion in taxing big corporations more, which is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like they can survive that. $265 billion will be coming from prescription drug reforms. What does that mean? So through this bill, they're allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices that the people they care for get. So Medicare is going to be saving money because if you need, let's just say, asthma medicine and you go to a place and you have Medicare, like, hey, this act just passed Medicare. They're going to negotiate the drug price. So let's say the doctor goes, I'll sell it to you for $100. Medicare would be like, "Uh, how about 30 and then Medicare saves $70 and then you only pay 30 for it. You see, you see how this, so this is how now that, that's a way over simplification, correct? 
That's very simplified, but you get the point. That is essentially what is going on. So Medicare will be able to negotiate drug prices. And I'm sure there's a ton of different factors that go into how they decide to negotiate these drug prices um, that I didn't want to get into because they're boring to me. And if it's boring to me, I don't want to put out something and talk about something that I think is boring to you. So that's what you need to know. Medicare is going to negotiate drug prices for lower costs. And then the Medicare will obviously profit and save money from the negotiation of those drug prices. This is this is the big controversial one with a lot of um, political figures right now. This one I'm about to read. This is the big one. $124 billion will come through IRS tax enforcement. Side note, recently over 80,000 IRS agents have been hired to enforce tax money to be paid by Americans not paying taxes. Now, this is the big one. If you've looked at anything regarding politics the past week, well, really the past two weeks, because this happened a while ago, everyone's been like, oh, the IRS agents are going to harass us. They're going to get money. And you're not you're not wrong and you're not right exactly either. So breaking this down a little bit more, the 80,000 IRS agents that are recently hired are mainly going to be going over tax fraud and tax evasion and tax if tax deficient individuals over the past 10 years so if you pay your taxes if you're doing what you need to get done if you're paying your tax return we all pay taxes for america right because sales tax but we're talking like the big tax return kind of thing you owe money on assets you bought dogecoin you have to pay thousands of dollars or stocks or anything like that and you haven't paid it in the past 10 years they're going to be coming after you so let's um for those who don't know the political debate, um, we're not going to be into that, but no, be level-headed about it, that if you are paying your taxes, um, you'll be okay. If something were to happen, I'll, I would talk about it like, oh, they're tax, like they're looking at people who work at Target. I don't know, which I doubt, right? So if you're a tax evader, tax fraudist, you have something to worry about. If you're just a regular guy like me and my wife paying our bills and paying tons of money in taxes that they just automatically take. We're going to be okay. There's nothing to worry about. Um, and of course, that could change with different laws that go into effect. But um, subjectively and well, objectively speaking, these agents are coming on to make sure America gets their money. Now, that can go there. I've seen a lot of different economists that I listen to through podcasts and talk to and seen their right talk about how America is going to bully people into paying taxes. I don't know if I'd go that extreme because, I mean, you have to pay taxes when you live here, right? Like it's literally illegal to not pay taxes. And I hate taxes, but we have to pay them. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's this balance to it. So just be on the lookout for that. I know this is the super hot topic right now. Everyone's talking about it. That's how America plans to fund this by going back and saying, hey, you own us, you owe us money. Give us your money. And as Americans, we sign up to pay taxes. So let's make sure we're paying taxes. And if you're doing tax fraud, don't do it. And if you are, don't get caught. There's that. Another addition, 704, well, let's backtrack, 74 billion stock buyback tax. Kyle, what the heck does that mean? Great question. So all that means is corporate corporations, we're talking big corporations, we're talking startups, um, any business you can ever think of, if they have shares, they can buy their own shares. So let's say stock company A released 100 shares and regular people bought them. And let's say like a year later, company A was like, you know what? 
we want to own more of our company. So they buy like 30 of those 100 shares. That's right there. Boom. That's stock buyback. That's just companies buying their own stock. So there is going to be a 1% tax on company um, buying their own stock. That's all that means. Now, there are is actually some tax advantages for larger companies who take a hold of this. So this actually, as far as my understanding and my current knowledge is, this isn't exactly a bad thing. So this is how they're funding it. That's not exactly a bad thing. Of course, maybe I'm ignorant. I've talked to some people. They've kind of held the same view, but nothing really crazy. And then last but not least, $52 billion will come from deduction limit from business owners claiming and losing claiming a losing business. So if you're like people, you can have a losing business, right? Like what classifies as losing, uh, you lost money. So that's how that works. So business owners can't claim more than a quarter of a million dollars in losses. Anything above that, they have to pay taxes on. So if you have a business that's failing, you can only claim up to $250,000 in tax credits. If you lost any more than that, there's taxes to be paid on that. That is also a little hot because like, how does that work with big corporations then? Um, how, how much of a loss can you claim joint, which is 500K? There's a lot of different, like that is a huge gray area and a lot of small businesses I've seen are worried about that. That is a big one. That is a big one. So you can't, and there's also looking at the other side of it. There's also business, there's also business owners who say they lose losing businesses because it's a huge tax benefit. And you can do your papers in such a way that says that you're a losing business and it's completely legal, by the way. There's legal ways to do that. So there's, there's, that one's a little iffy. I'm not too sure how I feel about that one exactly, but guys, that is how they're funding. So they're funding it from corporate taxes, prescription drug reforms, the IRS making sure you're paying your taxes, buyback programs for corporations, and then business owners claiming losses on their business. That's how they're getting this $780 billion. So what exactly is this bill aimed to do then? Like I stated before, this bill aims to do three things, to lower the cost of health insurance and prescription drugs, and give tax rebates and credits for energy efficient purchases. Let's jump into all of that. So let's start actually with the most interesting, um, the credit, the tax credits and tax advantages that you get for buying energy efficient things. What does that mean? So they take you low, you will low, you will owe. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Words are hard. You will owe less taxes if you've purchased an EV vehicle, which is an electric vehicle. If you've purchased solar panels, if you've purchased a heat pump, which I have no idea what that is. If you purchased a heat pump and if you done other in the law, it says basic weatherization purchases of the home or persons. That's how the act defines it. Let's jump a little deeper. Americans can get up to $10,000 in tax credits for energy purchases such as heat pumps, rooftop solar and rooftop solar electronic vehicles. So we're talking Tesla's because that's like the one everyone drives. You can get up to $7,500 back in tax credits. So what does that mean? That means that if you've purchased anything that's like good for the climate, good for like energy resources of the earth, America says, hey, good job. You're a great person. You're going to owe less taxes when it comes to tax season. 
that's all that means so they're they are actively trying to incentivize purchasing of energy efficient vehicles energy efficient home strategies personal basic weatherization whatever that means um, in their articles and stuff like that so that's what they're enforcing also in addition um, this act also actively invests 370 billion into security and climate change so america is focusing heavily on climate change they're incentivizing you to buy electronic vehicles and all that kind of stuff is climate change a real problem right now i think we have other more impressing issues like people not being able to eat because inflation is so high but hey in high inflationary periods that's incentivized people to spend more when people some people can't eat because they're that poor that's my little take on that ultimately this isn't a bad thing i would say that their climate change i down the road can be a problem i can see that but also i feel like there's more important matters like making sure people have a place they can live or afford food so that's the energy side of it on the cost of health insurance and prescription drugs i know we kind of tackled it a little bit earlier but let's just talk about it so medicare which is huge part of inside medicare so a lot of americans have medicare um, there's different gray areas to fall whether you can go on to that and stuff like that but the point is from there medicare can negotiate drug prices so if they can negotiate drug prices medicare will save money because they're not going to negotiate the highest prices they can for you doctors out there who own your own business this might be a little stressful for you because you know the government will honestly undercut your prices and what you want. Um, although I'm saying that and I have no experience in health insurance, it's or in health care at all. Like, so take what I say with a grain of salt. And if any doctors or medical people who work in the office can maybe explain this to me a little bit better. But here's what's going on. They're obviously the government is aiming to save money. So they're going to negotiate lower prices. That's just economics 101 you don't have to have a degree to understand that so i'm curious what the effect that's going to have on the doctor's office it's good for people it's good for people who can't afford medication because we got to make sure we are taken care of i firmly believe that i'm also interested to see how this is going to affect the office and what that kind of relationship between um the federal government and our american doctors is going to look like going on from here out forward and then prescription drugs, same thing. They're also negotiating prescription drugs and they're doing tax rebates and energy efficient. And so that's kind of all this bill aims to do, right? They aim to incentivize climate change, um, incentivize buying healthy, healthier air vehicles for the environment, solar rooftops. They're lowering the cost of health insurance and they're lowering the cost of pres prescription drugs by negotiating for it at the doctor's office so that is what the inflation reduction act is doing we're funding it through different various that we talked about um 780 billion dollars coming from corporate taxes it's coming from prescription drug reforms it's coming from the irs tax enforcement the stock buyback program and from companies not being able to claim more than 250k in losses now, what does this bill act to do? We talked about that. It seems to reduce the cost of health insurance and prescription drugs and give tax rebates and credits for energy efficient purposes. Now, all this stuff that we talked about, how it's being funded, what it aims to do is all under the guise of the Inflation Reduction Act. So the big question here is, will this reduce inflation? Period. Question mark. 
here's what some economists say. Um, the econ- one of the economists showing up from CNBC stated this, that the government is relying on a decrease in demand in our economy by creating budget deficits, which will is what is projected by federal economists to say reduce inflation by 3% over the next 10 years. He also goes to further say that budget deficits historically have not decreased inflation, but have increased over the next decade. We will see how this turns out. Uh, I think that's it enough. As I was going through this and reading this and doing my own research, I was looking through this and it's like, okay, these are all things, but how it, how at all is this related to decreasing inflation? To how, what does this lower the demand of? What does this reduce the price of? Like goods wise, well, I'm not talking like it reduces the price of healthcare, but what does it do for people who are trying to buy like bread and milk? What does that do? Maybe I'm not seeing the connections. I'm still learning and I'm still seeing and discovering things for myself. From what I can see, what we've talked about and the research I have done, I don't know how this will decrease inflation. I don't. I don't see based on I've read the document. I've read the document to you guys. I've looked at different sources talking about what this could mean, and I don't see any way how this actually reduces inflation um, right now, besides giving people who are rich, who buy Teslas, a tax break, which they probably maybe didn't even need. Um, you know what I mean? So that's kind of where I fall on this bill. Overall, is this a good or a bad thing? You can go both ways, right? Like it's it's generally trying to help Americans in the healthcare area specifically, um, because we've capitalized on healthcare. And as someone who loves capitalism, um, I do not like that we ca- are capitalizing healthcare because that is not good for people. And obviously, if you can't afford it, then you have a lower lifespan. And that's just not okay. We could talk about that in a different episode, though. But this is the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. What do you guys think about it? How do you think it's going to help you? Um, what did you learn? And I want to end with this. Never take anyone's opinion uh, for never take like what someone says as word is true. Um, you've listened to me talk about it. Go do your own research. Maybe I missed something. Maybe something will hit differently when you do your own research. Always do your own research. Use this as a baseline, um, but go out there and look for yourself, read for yourself and know for yourself and not just take what other people say as like their word, like though this is it. Do your own research. Look into this yourself. And let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Phyconomy. Review the episode. Share it with someone who wants to maybe better understand what this Inflation Reduction Act is. Um, And I will see you guys next Wednesday for an episode of Kyle Talks. You guys are loved. You are awesome.